guys, this is Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com. Welcome to season five. Welcome to 2021. We have got a brand new theme tune, a fantastic, really good fun uh, interview to kick the show off, uh, and some amazing heavy music because it's part one. Uh, and there's a whole range of heavy indie awesomeness uh, going on in there. Uh, we're really excited to be back. Uh, we hope you're excited to be back listening. Uh, I say back, we haven't had a break because we did our Year at Rewind show literally last week. Uh, but you know, we'd like to, we need to mark these occasions. Uh, this is a, a new season. Uh, soon we'll have a new website, a new trailer and all sorts of other stuff to go along with it. Uh, so do check all that out um, when it starts to appear over the next few weeks. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We think you're really going to enjoy this. It's great uh, with a fantastic catch in my car. Um, and we will catch you soon. Cheers, guys. Welcome to New Music Saturday, hashtag NMS, our new intros, uh, intro done by Titanosaur, so a huge thank you to him, because that's amazing. So, tonight, it's myself, Dr. Bones, the Doc of Rock, not a medical doctor, but a doctor, and the guitarist, which they were, Mike Five. What's happened, Mike? Good evening, brother. i tell you what, when I first heard, uh, like, one of the, the first version of that, um, new like part one theme it literally gave me chills and then we messaged back and forth a bit and uh, he sent me a second version and it happened again and it's like i just heard it again i got goosebumps i absolutely love it it's really cool and i love that i love that he's done that so that's a good way to start off 2021 um how are you man uh very well had a a decent week and uh had a lot easier time putting the list together just because i didn't know i went from about 73 plus to to 25 (laughs) made things a little bit easier for me but um, it's always fun. I mean, it's definitely worth the effort. And uh, I, it actually came together fairly quickly, so I was very pleased with that. But we got a good list. But let's uh, skip over that and to our musical guest. Welcome, Cassie McCobb. Welcome. Hey, guys. How's it going? Very well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. A bit warm. I think our heat has turned up way too high. I'm sort of dying of heat. But other than that, <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> Well, um, we got introduced to you, uh, a big thank you to Martin Abrams, and he messaged me on Twitter and I said, well, I have this artist you check out, she'll probably email you soon, like, listen, I always do, it's like, okay, this is awesome, that's why I said many, many times on the show, it's like, we need to have her on for an interview. <laughs> well, here I am, and shout out to Uncle Martin, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> is he literally your uncle? 
He is my dad's martial arts student. So oh. my dad's a Japanese martial artist. And oh, wow. Martin was part of my dad's dojo. Um, so, yeah. This is a whole new side to Martin Abrahams I didn't know existed. No kidding, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I know the interview is not about him, but I'm kind of intrigued by that. <laughs> very cool i'm also jealous that you're really warm because i'm absolutely freezing cold and uh, I can't seem to do anything about it the rest of like the rest of me is boiling but my hands are freezing and i've been playing bass like all day my hands are like ice awful <laughs> fair play um i was gonna my first question was gonna be um because we've not spoken to you before can you tell us about this fantastic, loud, rocking, amazing project that you've, we've we've somehow stumbled across thanks to Martin Abrahams? Um, you know, how did it start? How would you describe it? Just give us a give us a you know two minute rundown uh, for anyone that's not heard it, and um, just to bring people up to speed, I guess. Okay, so the I'm on Fire EP uh, started in its little kindly beginnings back in 2016 when I attended a course at the Roundhouse in Camden. Um, I was tasked with writing a song. I think I had about 20 minutes to do it. I was doing like a production course. And it was, you know, something that I could easily write, produce, slap together in a, in a little bit of time. And the baby version of I'm on Fire was born. And this is the song that has since had about three or four different rewrites and I knew I wanted to bring it out I was like I really really want to bring this song out but it's not quite right and so when I was in uni um, I studied music uh, popular music performance and writing and basically I met loads of really awesome musicians Travis Powers of Nala uh, Jed Swanscott who's a huge friend, uh, friend of mine I'm a huge fan of his work he's a drummer for Isla um, we had Dale Guyton, Bobby Didcott, who's an amazing guitarist, and my partner Michael J.H. Hayes. Um, we all at one time or another had input on creating these songs. And then just during my uni time and then through to quarantine, Mark One in the UK, uh, yeah. Michael and I started rewriting the songs that were kind of going. And we just started building and building and building. And I thought, well, I've been sitting on these songs for such a long time and it's got to the point now where I'm just sitting on them and they're building up and building up underneath me. And if I don't get them out, I am going to explode. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, when did it, didn't I? <laughs> That's amazing. That's such a cool, I mean, what an amazing kind of way to, I was going to say to drag something out, but I meant that in a positive way. Yeah. <laughs> that was poor phrasing. But, you know, what an amazing way to kind of, you know, come from something that's sort of a seed and grow it into, into this. I'd love to hear what the first few versions of I'm on Fire sounded like. I mean, were they completely different? If you go on my YouTube channel, it's actually still on there. So the first ever live performance I did of I'm on Fire is still on there, as is two renditions of live performances and a couple of acoustic renditions as well. Uh, you have to dig a little bit, just type in like Catching Macabre, I'm on fire on my channel and scroll through, but you can find it. And I think I had this like Linkin Park kind of sound on the original. It's like, it's like, like weird electronic sounds on it, but they're not on there anymore. And the riff is still very much the same. The da 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 da
Really? Um, yeah. So I had a guitar in the room, a bass, and then a Mac, like an Apple Mac. Right. Um, and a sort of two octave little keyboard. And I was literally sitting in front of it and just playing everything in my hand. And I still have that element to this day. All of the drums on the EP are me, but I play them on my Apple Mac keypad. So I don't have like a drum set or anything. I'm just, it's programming in by fingers, like just typing in. Um, So it's actually really nice to have that original element still kind of in there, Um, especially with just even writing how they are now. It's good to have that sort of thematic part just kind of plopped in there still. But the album's not just like songs that I wrote. It's stories on my life and like hard times I've been through. And I'm sure you guys know this already, but I was in a sort of mentally manipulative relationship for about three years. And uh, most of the songs on the EP have something to do with that relationship. And the EP travels through uh, finding out you're being abused right. through the recovery process. And it, it happened by a complete happy accident that that's how the album progresses. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, completely overwhelmed with the response that it's had. So it's been really, really great so far. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I did, what I've, I've listened to it numerous times and, you know, I, I have uh, enough time that I can listen to kind of almost half and half, so half on my way to work and half on the way back from work, right? So um, when I was listening to it, it's like, when I heard it, it's like, it's like, when I heard it, it's like, well, it's kind of so- sounds like, somewhat uh somewhat aggressive slash toxic it's like it's like okay now i kind of get where this is going you know like once they and i kind of really kind of gave it a little like a little bit of a, a harder listen so to speak and it's like okay now i can have an idea where she's going with this <laughs> so yeah i mean i'm first and foremost a storyteller like i write songs about my own stories other people's stories um i love to write just anyway like when i was a kid like my parents have got like folders and folders and folders of just old writing that I used to do. Like I was given uh, a big plastic folder of just old song materials and the original lyrics to I'm on fire are in there. And I was like, Oh my God, there are some really old pieces. (laughs) Just it's something I've always really loved doing. And so being able to actually share it with people now is almost like giving away my diary. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) Well, you know, with uh, with I'm on fire, um, I have to ask because you said there was uh, um, a couple of rewrites of it. Now, what? Uh, how how did the instrumental version of that kind of fit into everything? So I guess yeah, going from the original version of it, the riff translates through all the rewrites. The riff hasn't changed, so the right. classic like the riff was exactly the same from start to finish the whole way through. Um, But there were a lot of electronic elements in the first version that, like I said, aren't in the new versions anymore. Um, And the reason that they started to evolve was because, A, I wanted to make the song longer. So the first initial rewrite, uh, we put a a middle eight bridge thing, which is the, no star for me. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, I can pull that out. Super (laughs) easy. Easy metal transition. Uh, Hi. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like Deadpool and I'll put the bodies on the floor. Put the bodies on the floor. Yes, <laughs> always. 
Um, but yeah, so we added the the bridge in there, um, and there were no guitar solos. So um, when we when I was in the uni band, we had Bobby Didcot playing guitar and Michael J. H. Hayes, who's my partner. And um, yeah, we had originally it was Michael and Bobby playing two solos on guitar, and then when Bobby was unable to do it anymore, we had Michael doing it all. And so we had to rewrite like how we were going to do the solos and how we were going to change things sort of melodically. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we ended up sitting in our home studio, which is the room I'm in right now, um, and just going, okay, how can we change these solos? How can we make them more Michael and not have too many ties to the original? And... It was really, really helpful having Jed and Dale playing the drums because originally it was all MIDI and I had no uh, like real references to look at. So okay. when I had originally made the drum pattern, both Dale and Jed um, kind of took what I did and went, okay, so this is how it translates onto an actual kit. And I can actually play the drums. So it was kind of me in its original form. It would go, okay, I know what I'm doing with a drum <laughs> kit. So let me just put it onto MIDI, and then we had two actual drummers go, this is what it looks like on a drum kit. And then from there onwards, I then adapted it from watching them play it on the drums back onto MIDI and changed fills. And it's very scientific. Apparently, My brain is hurting, (laughs) and I'm autistic, and I can usually handle this kind of thing, but, (laughs) ow! That's amazing. Do you find, um, like, I've, I've... My brother is really good at programming MIDI drums, right? He just, like, plays the keyboard. He doesn't even use a MIDI keyboard. He plays just the keyboard on his laptop, and he plays it like it's a drum kit. Whereas I sit there for hours obsessing over at what point the hi-hat should come in so it sounds natural, and then, you know, how much compression I put on the bass drum, and then I end up ruining it. I did something once where I made a bass drum using a suitcase and a cloth and a bit of wood, and uh, it sounded great in the room and terrible when it was all worked up. So do you find it like satisfying doing the drums like that, or, or is it really frustrating? Because I've, I've kind of got both sides of that. <laughs> I mean, it depends what genre I'm doing, because I not only do I do all the work for my own projects on the drums, but I also do all the drums for Dead Dolls, which is my vintage metal duo that I do. Nice. Yeah. And I do all the drums for all the jazz tracks. So the ones that are, uh, so Gabby's father does some of the backing tracks. He's a producer. And then I do some of the other ones. And I tell you, trying to do jazz drums on a MacBook keyboard, (laughs) jazz drums. I'm like, oh my God. uh." (laughs) (laughs) Just Um, jazz hands. Yeah, just. go ah type um there have been so many days where i've just been sitting there smashing my head against my table because i'm like this is too much to do but at the same time when it's done it's like ah work has paid off it sounds But that's the thing, because I, I always, when I'm when I'm like, oh, I'm going to record something, it's because I've got like a guitar riff or something, and then I'm like, right, I better put some drums down first, and then an hour later, I'm like, oh, fuck this, I'm never writing music again, and you, just, <laughs> like, you know, you go insane with it, which is, you know, and I don't do it a lot, it's, you know, I, I play in a band, and we, the drummer does the drums, and it's really easy, <laughs> but, but, but when I do do it, I find it really irritating, but it sounds like you've kind of 
made peace. Well, not just made peace with it. It sounds like you've made that part of the process and part of the, you know, bringing some of the original through to, to where you are now, um, which I really like. And that's, that's part of the story, right? Yeah, definitely. I have been looking over like the Christmas period. I sort of went on a, fuck this, I'm going to get a drum kit spree. <laughs> and just had, I was looking at things that were like, I was like, okay, I'm going to set myself like a 500 pound budget. And I ended up looking at something that was like two and a half grand in the end. I was like, this is too much money, but it looks so good. Damn it. Um, but I ended up speaking to one of my old tutors from college, uh, Dave Browning, who's a drummer. And he said to me, he was like, look, cat, here's, here's the trick. Get a cheap electric kit and then just blow the load on presets. Like get a good <laughs> preset pack and just get the cheapest, shittiest kit you can get that just works. And just, I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I'll do that. <laughs> I'll tell you a real life story. And like, we're going to go down a, a MIDI drum rabbit hole here that people are going to get bored of, but I don't care. Um, I'm going to tell you a brief story. For, for my band's first EP, we bought um, a cheap electric drum kit. And uh, we spent, and none of us were drum. The reason we did that is because we didn't actually have a, a uh, drummer at the time we we're like well we're gonna get this all set up and do something and then get a proper drummer which eventually we did uh, anyway we got to the point where we we had the drummer and so we were like right it's all diy we're recording it all at home we've got this drum kit we've tested it out it's really good and it was like a you know 250 quid uh, on ebay probably sort of seven or eight years old type thing anyway this this fucking, you know when you get a real drummer on it just useless right this thing he was hitting the thing and it just it wasn't triggering and it had none of the i didn't even realize there was a whole thing about the sensitivity and um whatever they call ghost hits or something there was all this stuff and i was just like oh for christ and then he was hitting one thing and it was making a different noise and we looked it up and someone basically did the opposite the thing that we looked up said unless you spend about 10 grand on one of these you might as well not bother <laughs> so, so, so we then ended up going to a studio and just recording the drums in a studio and then taking everything um everything else which we could do really comfortably with um i mean his air and cupboard is a vocal booth so when i say comfortably it's still pretty diy it's got like padding everywhere and he can't dry his clothes but you know it's <laughs> still kind of um it still kind of works but yeah it's, it's funny because i think we all try and find these ways to do things and you have to kind of settle on what works to you. Like that totally didn't work for us. It wasn't even close, but you know, I hear so many stories of people going, yeah, we tried something like that. We did this and we did that. And it worked really well. And like you say, we bought all these presets. We didn't know any of that. Do you know what I mean? It's just, we had no idea. <laughs> That's not a question. It's just a long story about drums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're back. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you can all start listening again now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have one more question well I've got loads of questions but one question I really wanted to ask is there is a line in one of the songs that's something about breaking your hand on the sink <laughs> how do they know that's what you <laughs> like, I'm, I'm making up am I? I definitely heard that right yeah I broke my hand on the sink bitch I need a drink <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to know if that was a real thing um so the story behind the first line of Be Alone, um, quarantine mark one, picture this. Everybody hates Boris Johnson. The world has gone into turmoil. Everyone's stocking up on toilet roll. And I'm sitting in my office twiddling my thumbs and I'm listening to a bit of Juliet Sims and doing a bit of admin work. And I get up to go to the toilet 
And as I walk into the loo, I walk in a little bit too enthusiastically and I whack my hand so freaking hard on our bathroom sink. And it's like a square sink. It's not round. So I have this like massive bruise on the front of my hand for about a week. And as soon as I did it, like without question, my brain went, I brought my hand on the sink. And I was like, whoa, run right now. Get pen, paper, go, go, go. (laughs) This mad rush to get this song going. And I almost instantaneously started this song. And it was... The the verse the verses took longer to come than the chorus, but as soon as I had that you're left on your own like thing going, I was like, I know what I want to do. This is a song now. <laughs> That's amazing. I take it it wasn't the hand you wrote with. If you went to grab a pen and a bit of paper, uh, no, I'm right-handed, and okay. I whacked my right hand. <laughs> Very painfully wrote that down. <laughs> well, it was more. I tell you what. I didn't notice how bad it hurt for like a good maybe like five minutes because the adrenaline had just hit my body. Right. I was like, write the song, get going. Right. And I was, I just, I remember like my whole hand from about the knuckle to the wrist below my pinky and my ring finger were like purple for a good oh, couple of days. Wow. Oh. And I That's bruised crazy. like a peach, like completely and utterly. Well, it's sad. You know, it's, it's for, right? uh, <laughs> oh no, it's fine. It's it just funny because you mentioned that, and because uh, any time I go like hour, what a grunt. If if M's around, she's like, like, oh, it's like, what are you right? Like nine times ten, it's just a kind of just a gut reaction or, or a reflex sort of thing. So it doesn't mean I'm hurt, or whatever. But um, yesterday, <laughs> I was I'm in the kitchen, and our 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 house is an open concept, right? So I'm in the kitchen, and I'm waiting for my coffee to be made, and She's in the bathroom about 10 feet away, and she's getting ready for work. So it's about 7 o'clock in the morning. And uh, so I figured it's like I, I had to, oh, for, for uh, the best way to put it, pass gas. So I decided to cough to cover it, right? <laughs> so so I, ca- I coughed. And she's like, she's like, I was like, oh, you're okay? I was like, uh, yeah. She's like, like, why? She's like, you didn't hear what? It's like, like, oh, my God, it worked. <laughs> and, and, then, and, then, and, then she got, and then she stepped out of the bathroom. And she goes, she goes, you know what? She goes, every day in every way. I just fall in love with you more and more because of comments like that. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, like, for some reason, though, me and Sinks and writing songs end up going quite well together because I ended up writing Fight while I was doing the dishes. Oh, really, eh? Like, I hit record on my telephone because I was, like, singing this kind of, like, da 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 kind of thing. I've got the original recording. It's from start to finish pretty much the whole thing came out in one go. And I was literally, the sink, washing up gloves, me, <laughs> thing. And yeah, maybe I've just got like an affinity for sinks. <laughs> who was it we interviewed, Bainsey, who we had a conversation about like when you can kind of hear rhythm and everything. Uh, it was the guys from Studio Shim, wasn't it? And they were saying like when they're doing the dishes and you kind of you, know, you yeah. kind of hear the, the water on the plate and then you sort of move it on and off and you get kind of a beat. That was, like that. that was Shane from uh, from uh, Tato. Yes, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you know, it, it's true though too. Ed, and just just the thing is like Kim and I together can be somewhat clumsy at times, but and but it's usually me. Like, but usually you know, the first word in my mouth is like, like fuck. Like, you know, it's like I'm fine. I'm just shaking it off, right? What you do is like I stub my toe or 
thing is, a lot of times, too, is, like, you have to know the night to go to the washroom, right? And open concept or not, open concept or not, I always meant to walk into a part of the wall so it could be kind of put, put my glasses on, right? And with my glasses, I could see maybe, maybe five feet in front of me clearly. So I always kind of walk into the walls like, fuck, so I got all these bruises on my forehead, right? Because, like... Okay, you know what that reminds me of? Is when you came to England and we went to that castle, Arundel Castle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Bainsey... Uh, <laughs> like I don't know, Brains, he doesn't look as tall as he is, but he's about seven foot tall, I reckon. I don't know. But he, uh, he were walking through this castle and just we walked into one of the rooms which had a particularly low doorway, and everyone in the room just heard this smashing sound, and then there was silence as everyone looked around and go, Are you okay? Where he just smacked his head on the door frame just going into it. And it was so loud, and it, you know, like in those old castles, it echoed around the room. And it was this kind of hollow, smashing sound. It was quite something, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was right before the keep, so the, the, the ceiling dropped about two feet. And I didn't duck yeah. one off and, uh, like, smack square square onto my forehead. So, I think if we're going to talk about clumsy stories, though, I think I've got you beat to a T. So when I was in high school, we uh, had, like, interchangeable gym classes. So right. we would have, like... Uh, like football, and then we would have like netball, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then for one term, we were doing gymnastics. And I guarantee my mother has just spluttered hearing me literally <laughs> just say gymnastics. So we started the class, and we were told, "Okay, this is what we're going to do." Uh, and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to do this really, really well." So I, I set <coughs> myself to do the perfect stuff. Raised my arms like fully in the air, did like a super stretch up, did the perfect sprint up to the springboard, did the perfect jump up onto the horse, caught my ass on the gum down, oh. fell straight flat on my face, and in slow motion, I shit you not, saliva flew from one end of my face through to the other <laughs> as I smacked my face like slap bang on the crash mat. <laughs> Silence. Oh my god. Just Silence fell over the room as this thud echoed through the gym hall. <laughs> and then <laughs> just me laughing, <laughs> just dying over the fact that this just happened to me. And I'm like, oh my God. This is really... <laughs> Everyone's like rushing over to me going, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like dying of laughter, just going. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one guy that grabbed, holy shit. <laughs> like the greatest story of my life existence is that gym class story. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that, that, yeah, that definitely takes the cake and that was amazing. <laughs> but I think, um, uh, think, when you were over Bainsey, we decided we could do a whole separate podcast talking about all the different injuries we'd had. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Which we will do maybe one day, I don't know. Um, I was going to ask you a random question, um, because I like to do that. Uh, which, uh, this week's random, well, I've got two, right? But I can't find the other one, because someone did submit an amazing question that had something to do with potatoes, actually. Oh, um, yeah. and, I, and I now can't find the tweet, because I get so many bloody notification so i'll find that in a minute um but while i do that uh, i was going to ask you what would it be like if the world was populated by clones of you oh god i think it would be <laughs> either hell or really great fun <laughs> one or the other <laughs> yeah like there would it wouldn't be like the option for both it would either be hell or really great fun because 
Not only am I my own worst enemy, but I am my greatest source of entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'll just have a day where I'll be, like, horrible about myself. And then, like, the next day I'll just be like, that was funny. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And then, like, my partner will come and be like, what are you on about? I'm like, I'll just tell myself a joke. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like it'd be an emotional rollercoaster. (laughs) Oh, yes. I, I found the other question. Oh, I, I, I found it too, actually. I was just about to oh, say it. It. <laughs> Go on, you ask it, mate. All right, so uh, Operation Neptune Spear asks, he says, ask her uh, how many singing potatoes <clears throat> it takes to change a light bulb. So far, I have tried four to no avail, and fear it shall soon uh, go dark. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How many singing potatoes would it take to change a light bulb? Not a just clue. me. Just me, for I am one singing potato. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good answer. That was a good answer. I wasn't sure how on earth you would answer that. That was great. <laughs> the, I wish, like, my my ideal death would be to die in some far-flung potato-related incident, just so that I, when I die, my gravestone can read, Kaji Macabre, she lived as she died. <laughs> potato. <laughs> Potato done. And transmission, right? Yes. Oh man, this has got quite surreal this evening. Yeah, escalated quite quickly too. <laughs> Didn't it? Was it ever going to go any other way? You guys are talking well, to me. Well, not really. <laughs> I mean, it's, we're 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 all about having fun and just. <laughs> exactly. We can talk about music. <laughs> so, um, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with some more um, quick and snappy uh, um, questions slash um, just sayings, I guess. So, here we, <laughs> here we go with uh, Kat Yamakov off her new EP. So it's, uh, this one's called Fight. Dig this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fighter, fighter. Yes, if you done, I'm a start of a fight. So get one of my bullshit. 
right on. <laughs> Cat Yeah McCalp and Fight. This is a, such a great song and it's so powerful and I just love it just because it's so hard to think. It's like you, you want to get up and just like, wait, could I want to smash stuff, really? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. I think it's such a, this, this whole um, collection of songs is just energetic, in your face. It's kind of angry, but kind of fun. It's just got this brilliant mix of everything and it's got great riffs and great songwriting and yeah i'm, I'm really doing i mean i've listened to it loads this week because obviously i'm a consummate professional and i'm doing my research <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but also because i really enjoy it and it's just it's great it's, you know I, I don't know where you where you find the energy it's amazing um two cups pinky <laughs> day <laughs> and then just i sort of crash after like a certain period of time my body goes and eh, that's enough time to be a potato <laughs> We're back to the potatoes. Uh, nuts to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are obviously this is a difficult question because um, the whole world's gone mad. But what are your plans uh, going forward in terms of you know if we assume we're, the world opens up and you can do things like gig and whatever is that part of the plan or what what's kind of coming next? Do you think? Well, for starters, I really miss performing. I want to get back on stage, like, as soon as possible. Right. And, like, literally as soon as I am told, you can go back on stage uh, now, I will be, like, packed, ready to go. I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is, like, bucket list to do as soon as possible. Um, but I've been writing a lot recently and, you know, I've been playing a lot of bass. I got given a bass for Christmas from my partner, which is epic. Nice. Um, so I've been recording some bass and getting some drum patterns put in. And I mean, if you want to see like any of my writing process, follow me on Instagram, which is Katya underscore macabre. Um, but yeah, I've been writing a lot and kind of just getting in touch with the fans, talking to everybody, seeing how everyone's doing, checking up on them. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really miss performing and that is something that I want to get back to doing as soon as I really can. Well, you know, I tell you, uh, for myself and my better half, I, we, we miss going to shows and, um, this is, uh, one of the only things that kind of keeps her sanity is just doing the MS every weekend because she takes a big part in it because she'll do all my, my promo videos, which would be the, the cameraman, so to speak, right? And uh, it just it's just nice to have her involved, and we're trying to find some different stuff to do, but there's always so much you can do before it's okay, well, what's my next move, and can I make it interesting enough where I'm not just bored out of my mind, I just need to get out and do something, but uh, so this is how it's working, but we appreciate all the music, for because for, for Mike and I, having, hearing all these submissions every week, and just creating different shows, and our listenership is going up because of the, because of the pandemic, which is good, but... We like playing with music anyways, and the more people we can spread good music to, the more we'll do. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, other than, like, doing music and stuff, which is something that I really, really love, uh, during the pandemic, I started teaching. So I've been taking on vocal students, which has been an amazing sort of, not only, like, development in my own personal knowledge of music, but, like, it's enabled me to grow as a musician, seeing how I can help other people's voices in the sense of just being able to reflect on what I have learned from my time at uni and in vocal school and everything and applying that to 
I'm teaching these people what to do with their voices, but then I need to reflect on my own vocal practice and go, I need to put this into my own work and do it in my own time, um, which has been really great. And like I've been doing one-on-one -on -one teaching and then I set up a Patreon uh, where people can have like uh, monthly lesson content from me on there, which has been really awesome. And lots of people have been supporting my work by signing up to that, which has just made me so freaking happy. And it's meant that I can continue to make an income from doing what I love. Right. Um, even in the face of this pandemic, which has been really tough. Absolutely. That, you know, that's awesome because we, we well, well, I know Mike and I both love your voice and we can hear the different ranges through all, through the entire EP. It's like, well, that's cool. Like, well, I like what you did to hear. Like, well, that's different. Like, I wasn't expecting that, but that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's amazing, really, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, like you were just saying, when, when you, so I've there there. What's going on? Um, so, there's so many things I want to say. Um, <laughs> so my son's eight; he's nine in a couple of weeks, um, and he's played guitar for about three years now. Uh, well, in fact, he got a guitar for his birthday three years ago, so just off of three years. Um, and he, uh, he and I, you know, schools are closed again, so he's back home schooling. And so I said, one of the things we'll do is let's try and learn a song every week on the guitar this is because he hasn't had a guitar lesson for ages because he normally does it one-on-one -on -one. um and the teacher is doing them on on zoom as an option but it's really hard with an eight-year-old it's like if you you know if we did it on zoom we'd sort of concentrate he won't so, <laughs> um, so he hasn't had a lesson for ages so um and his teacher's brilliant and he, he kind of misses it so i said right let's learn a song every week and um we've only done it it's week one we've learned a levelless tune which he chose even though on, on the I mean, he's now a Levelers fan because he has no choice. Um, but anyway, we learned a Levelers tune and it's been brilliant because I've then taken that and, you know, there's a really good strumming pattern. I'm like, oh, actually, that's really cool. And then I've played around with it and you do your own variations and you forget, actually, that you can do so much by either teaching or working with or just learning stuff and then take it into your own. Everything is so inspiring. I haven't sat down and done that for ages. I'm really lazy with learning <laughs> Um, and then it gets to a point where all the stuff I write starts to sound the same and I go and learn some other people's songs for inspiration. But it's such a brilliant thing to be able to do. Um, and if you've got a great voice, you know, you should definitely share it. So good on you. Again, not a question, sorry. Bad at <laughs> Very bad at this. <laughs> it's my per se. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feels like it. It's our first proper 2021 show. I'm like, oh, what do I do in these interviews again? Um, emerging from the blanket fort that was last year. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of feel like the coronavirus is going to go away on the 23rd of March and then we're just going to pick up 2020 where we left off the next day. <laughs> That's the hope, at least. I mean, it would be, if it was gone by March, it would be amazing, right? Right. Well, um, next question, um, it's actual question, not, not uh, a diatribe or, or, or a spin out by Mike, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, 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 it's fine. I, I, just, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but you hurt my feelings. Yeah, oh, oh, I'm sure I did, right? <laughs> so, um, obviously, there, there, there's kind of an idea uh, or, or some of, of, a, of a theme to the past EP. Now, I mean, you talked a little bit about that earlier on. We were talking about the songs. Now, did you initially go with that idea? You're, you're going to put a theme to the EP, or is it just kind of, just kind of, kind of fell into place? Uh, it, it was a happy accident, literally. Like, it was over the course of writing 
uh, everything and sort of figuring out what order I wanted to put it in. But my brain suddenly went, oh my God, this is a concept EP. And I didn't even mean to do it. And it literally goes from like a journey of like anger to self discovery and finally being able to let go of everything that's been going on. So I'm on fire is like literally finding out that my ex was abusing me, cheating on me, being a horrible dick of a human. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, crazy. Um, through to seven reasons to sin, me going, well, here's all the shit you've done. This is why I don't want to be with you anymore. And this is why I'm better than you in the sense of that, A, I'm not reciprocating these things and doing that with someone else, but I'm able to realize what you've done. Then going on to the good old hit my hand on the sink. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of talk about that song as being like toying with your inner demons um, and like being able to kind of go, I know they're there, but I'm still going to fuck around with them. I'm still going to be like, (laughs) hey, try and catch me if you can, bitches. And then fight is literally like, fight for who you are. Don't let anyone try and take it away from you, no matter who they are, their relation to you, like what they say. Always be your best self. And that's not just me saying that to myself. That's me saying that to the fans. And like I've said it before, it's like, it's the song I wish I had when I was in high school. It's the song that I wish someone had said to me, be the best version of you that you can be. Never, ever let anyone take that from you and just keep going. <laughs> and then finishing off with the I'm on fire acoustic, it's like I kind of call it the hug at the end of the storm. <laughs> like everything's okay. Like I'm letting everyone who's listening know that I'm okay. I'm letting everyone know that I'm now calm and I'm ready to progress and I'm ready to be reborn and find new ways of creating and where I can go from that. I really like that, um, that end, you know, having that at the end, because to me that felt by coming full circle, but doing it acoustic, it felt like it was a performance. So it was then a reflection back, you know, you've been on the journey and now you can talk about it sort of thing was kind of how I, and I didn't know all of the context that you've, you I just kind of read it without knowing anything, but that's how it felt to me, which I really liked. It kind of really hit me as, and then I was like, oh, I want to go and listen again. Because obviously the first thing you want to do is compare the first track, um, which was the big, loud, electric version of it, and go, oh, I want to hear that again, just to compare the two. And, and I, I love that. There's a couple of Neil Young albums where there's a, an acoustic version of a track first and an electric one last, and it just makes you want to hit repeat because <laughs> you want to hear them back to back, uh, which I love. But yeah, I, I really like um, that idea and that structure. And the other thing I was going to say is I love that message in fight and I feel like it, the timing of this is brilliant and it's kind of in a way it's lucky well that's no, not true to say it's lucky <laughs> but it, it, it's good that you're able to take advantage of the lockdown and be creative and put that out because you know there's so much going on not just with the pandemic the you know various political situations across all corners of the globe you know let's not forget that this time last year before we knew coronavirus existed australia was on fire well, yeah like the world yeah. the world is crazy right everywhere you go is crazy so i think everyone needs that kind of message i hope and i think the timing of that um is brilliant actually i think it's a really important track and i, I really love it honestly thanks man still not a question but sorry uh, <laughs> well um we are just about out of time so, uh, Katya, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We had a great time, and 
We'll definitely have to do a follow-up interview at some point soon, but uh, this has been an awesome time. Thanks so much for joining us. No worries, guys. Thanks so much for having me. It's been really good fun. Good. Well, thank you. And also, like you said during the break, you haven't, you've only done a few interviews. And I have to say, you know, it's been great because we just got on and, you know, you know, we just do our thing and talk to people. But honestly, it's, it, it feels like you've been, you've done hundreds of these. It's, it's, you know, there's no nervousness or anything. So, um, just I mean, it leaves something to be said for practicing being interviewed in your bedroom mirror as a child. <laughs> Do you ever do that thing where you know in the commitments? Have you seen the film The Commitments where yes. he's pretending? Yeah, he's pretending Terry Wagon's interviewing him all the time, and then his bro he's in a bunk bed, and his brother's like, "Shut up, will you?" <laughs> I honestly, I used to do this thing where I pretend I was being interviewed at like the Courant or Bloodstock or something, and I'd just talk to myself in the reflection. I had this massive like double door wardrobe that was just mirrors. I used to talk to myself in it. So, you have something to be said for that. Dream big, kids. Much cooler than Terry Wagon. <laughs> anyway thank well, you so much yeah, really, thank really you very it. much have a great night thank you very much we appreciate it no worries guys have a good one All right. good night Cassia bye right on that was Katya Makov and we'll get uh, Mike Five back in line here in just one moment here but uh, we had a great time and what a good time she was uh, but uh, it was a great interview get a huge insight to her music as well. So we'll get Mike Five back in the line here and we'll continue on. So just one moment and here we go. Mike Five back in the line. And there he is. Hey buddy. I'm back. <coughs> Got a cough. Twenty twenty one hasn't changed the fact that I get cough at the end of every year. Right. <laughs> Either way <laughs> that was fantastic. Oh man, it? she was fantastic. She was great. Uh, yeah, it was seriously just, I mean, we could have talked for hours. I know we say every time, but we literally could have talked for hours about everything and had a really good time. It was really, really good. And honestly, this EP, or it is an EP, I guess, isn't it? Five track. It's just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And there is there is loud and heavy and beautiful all together. I absolutely love it, mate. Exactly. I totally agree. So our first song of MS Part 1 after the interview is a brand new song by Operation Neptune Spear, a song called Comply or Die. Dig this.
Right on. Operation Neptune Spear with Comply or Die. Uh, probably um, um, now the heaviest Operation Neptune Spear <laughs> song to date. But what a great tune. And man, I always love his lyrics because they're, they're always so hard hitting and they have something, usually something politically um, uh, fueled, but uh, this one especially. But wow, what a great tune. And uh, we got out last week. We did play for a Christmas show, but we thought brand new show for uh, New Year. So our first one of the year. Here we go. And we had a complier diary from Operation Neptune Spear. Man, what a great tune that is! I, I absolutely love Operation Neptune Spear. That's got like this great kind of Motorhead vibe almost in the riff, and then also it's got a great guitar solo, which I. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember there being loads of guitar solos in Operation Neptune Spear tunes, so that was nice. Um, and that was pretty squealy and kick-ass and cool. And then, like you say, you know, I, I, I adore musicians that have a point to make and make it. Um, sometimes I don't even care what the point is, but I just, you know... <laughs> and this is such a... You know, there's so much craziness in the world, but um, I like the... Um, he walks that line actually really well because it's sometimes he kind of um he writes stuff i think that's deliberately um you know seeks answers or is controversial um and stuff like that and he, he he just writes about you know stuff that's happening from a point of view and i love it um but yeah absolutely brilliant that's a great tune what a great way to start the year okay. <laughs> like, uh, this is gonna be loud <laughs> oh, oh, fair enough and next up is a brand new song by cynthia aka with a gary hart rocker hart so the song's called uh what lies beneath cynthia do this
Right on, Cynthia and What Lies Beneath. What a great tune. Her vocals were amazing. So powerful and so strong. And the soloing man, like Rucker, well, Gary Hart, he goes all over the place, and he's nothing short of an awesome guitarist. Man, he's an incredible guitarist. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely awesome. That's got so much, doesn't it? Like those big, soaring vocals and the crazy fast riffs, and then that absolutely brilliant, um, you know, lead guitar and you know, all the licks and all the little pinches and everything. I'm just, yeah, that's a kick-ass rock and roll tune, and my head hurts from banging it so much. <laughs> well, next up we have a brand new one by. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. make sure I get this right. Make sure I get my way with this one. Up. Oh, yes. Oh, awesome. So, next up we have a, a new one by Control Storm and a song called Desire. Do this.
Right on, Control the Storm was a desire. Now, that was uh, such a heavy-hitting song. Love the vocals, so powerful, and just like, oh, man, it's like a classic, like, 80s, slash early 90s metal alternative song. And, yeah, the harmonies in that solo were brilliant. Like, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Just the dueling guitars was fantastic, and it was, yeah, some of that was fast as well. <clears throat> that was great. Um, yeah, big... Uh, Dragon Force esque type of song, wasn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. That was cool, man. Right on. So next up is a new song by High Low. This is off their new album, which is on vinyl, limited edition of vinyl as well as uh, digital and CD version. What's it called? Uh, <laughs> Retro Radio. Dude, it's High Low. <laughs> Low with Retro Radio off their new album Cyclops, which came out the first of December, and it did come out with the final, um, well, the uh, ranked uh, uh, pre-release final and like, like pre-order final, which, which you and I both did. So uh, it's a great album, it's especially released, and I can't wait to get my final in the mail. But man, what a great song! And like these guys are the kings of fuzz, and just, just, just like I mean, so close to Weezer in style and, and sound, and you know, just the indie version of, but what a great tune, a great band. <clears throat> yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, my vinyl has arrived and it's beautiful. Uh, well, must be very proud of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, oh, man, it's, 
so so good um i love these guys i love because it's got that kind of it's it's a great name because the whole their whole sound has that kind of retro kind of vibe, which I absolutely love. Um, but yeah, it's just so much fun, isn't it? Their music is just awesome. It really just makes me feel good. Everything I put, I mean, I've got so much of their stuff now in various formats. I'm sure we were talking about this at the end of last year. Just, they keep releasing stuff. I'm like, I'm buying that. It's just brilliant. It just makes me feel good. and I'm going to keep buying it. So happy days. Oh, absolutely. So next up, we have brand new author by Obama Canadian band. And this is a brand new song called The Killer is at the Funeral. Do this. Thank you. 
right on altered by mom and the killer is at the funeral um what a great tune that is and i'm very proud of them as well because like their songs but they did kind of what hilo did they did uh 52 songs in uh like a whole year so uh, uh i wind up with uh on the covid but uh um what a great tune nonetheless and that was off other third album um the third and final album actually called start stopping everything <laughs> <laughs> so but great tune nonetheless and love these always too and uh we'll have them on for an interview very very soon i promise you that yeah, man, these guys are fantastic. Like you say, the you know, the work rate, you know, to put out a song a week is quite an incredible thing. To do it for a whole year is <laughs> <right>. uh, ridiculous. <laughs> and I guess when they started that project, they didn't know what kind of a year 2020 was going to be. Well, that's right. So, <laughs> so yeah, fair play. Um, no, absolutely brilliant tune. I, I mean, that what's really cool about all their, all these tracks is there's so much variety, and they, they've really sort of pushed the boundaries of you know what they do and what they sound like. Um, this is kind of you know moody and dark and fuzzy and that kind of thing, which is pretty cool. There are some others that are kind of upbeat indie pop type stuff. There's a whole load of everything in their music, um, and it's been amazing to listen to. So yeah, great track. I, I really love these guys. Real man, we'll do here. Go with a band called Relation. This song called "Not Meant for Me." Do this.
Right on. Relation and not meant for me. Holy crap, was that ever heavy. Like, very punk, and, but had that twist of millet, and the vocals are amazing. Like, that just rocks, like, super hard. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, that was a great tune, man. It's got so much um, emotion in the vocal and so much passion in the playing. It's brilliant. It's got that kind of, you know, heavy, dark, emo-y, you know, but slower than the... I don't know what you call it, but it's got that thing going on, which just sounds amazing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's a top-class tune. That's that's a really, really cool tune, actually. Yeah, e- emo-y, very, very well put. Uh-huh. Emo-y. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it sounds great. That's the important thing. <laughs> well, our last song of part one, as, far, as well as I can get killed properly, will be a new song by Lizard Sweets mixed with uh, some uh, from Dronigan and song called uh, Hyper Alive. So just be one moment here and I'll queue it up. I should be able to. So. <clears throat> Fingers crossed. One moment here. Oh, here we go. Perfect. Nice. All right. Here we go with Lizard Sweets featuring Dronigan and a song called Hyper Alive. Dig this.
Right on. Oh, man. was that great song. That's a little sweet featuring Dronigan and a song called Hyperlife. And, man, what a badass thing that was. What a great vocals and just, just, just heavy, like, really cool, like, a, almost, like, alternative, early 90s alternative grunge mix. But very cool. Yeah, man, that was. I love the octave pedal in that. That's just like, oh, that sings to me. That riff with the all the different octaves going on is just absolutely a thing of beauty. Uh, but yeah, nice kind of fast pace, almost kind of like you know that kind of indie disco pace uh, type thing going on with the big drums happening behind it. Um, and yeah, it's great. Just some cool, good fun rock and roll licks and some great vocals. Uh, yeah, that was brilliant. Well, man, that's going to do it for part one, and we'll be back for part two in a few minutes. But until then, we're going to let, like always, let uh, Dr. Krieger kind of help us out here with the, uh, the fade out. So here you go with Dr. Krieger and, uh, you know, do this. We'll talk to you in about 15, 20 minutes. The deadline for your self-assessment tax return is January 31st. If you're worried about paying, do your tax return and check online to see if you can get time to pay. For further information, go to gov.uk forward slash self-assessment. Remember, the deadline is January 31st. Do yours today. Listen up. 2020 was a shake-up, but on TikTok, you stepped up and gave it a swipe up. You cheered up, geared up, teared up. You opened your mind up, and when it was easier to give up, you always kept your chin up. 2021, it starts with you. It starts 